Welcome to the Bob Siegel Show podcast on the Cross Global Media Radio Network. Visit cgmradio.com slash bob to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Welcome to the Bob Siegel Show. It's always good to be with you. As you know, I'm a Christian apologist. That's a person who answers skeptical questions about the Bible, particularly from those who feel the Bible contradicts itself. Today, the contradictions are a little more subtle, but they do come up quite often. And we're talking about the time that Jesus went through Jericho and performed a miracle. Now, there are three different accounts, and people feel the accounts contradict themselves. As you know, in the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, synoptic because they have a lot more in common with each other than John, but also have a lot of distinctive features. People feel that this story is a contradiction. Let me read the Matthew account first. Matthew 20, 29 through 34. As Jesus and his disciples were leaving Jericho, a large crowd followed him. Two blind men were sitting by the roadside, and when they heard that Jesus was going by, they shouted, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. The crowd rebuked them and told them to be quiet, but they shouted all the louder, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. Jesus stopped and called them, What do you want me to do for you? He asked. Lord, they answered, We want our sight. Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. Immediately they received their sight and followed him. Okay, a little bit about Jericho. It was a large town about eight miles west of the Jordan, about 19 miles northeast from Jerusalem. And close to this city is where the Israelites originally crossed. They crossed the Jordan River when they entered the land of Canaan. Of course, we all know the story of Jericho, how they marched around and the walls came down. Early in the 1900s, an archaeological expedition led by a man named John Garstang discovered the ruins of Jericho and found that the walls had indeed fallen in a very unusual way. So incredible was this discovery, he had every member of the expedition sign a sworn testimony to what they had witnessed. There were attempts by many people to rebuild the city. When the Romans conquered this land, they destroyed the city. But King Herod, the same King Herod that tried to have baby Jesus killed, went ahead and rebuilt the city. Now, I talked about concern on the part of skeptics regarding parallel passages. Here's the passage in Mark, Mark 10, 46-52. Then they came to Jericho as Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city. A blind man, Bartimaeus, this time they're giving a name, Bartimaeus that is the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called the blind man, cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. Now the Luke passage is found in Luke 18, 35 through 43. I'm not going to read that one. It's very similar to Mark, except that he's not giving the name. So what are the problems people are having? Well, one of them must have been obvious to you, but there is another one. In the Matthew account, it says Jesus is leaving Jericho. In the Mark account, it also says Jesus is leaving Jericho. In the Luke account, 
around, it says he's approaching Jericho. And then, of course, in Luke and Mark, it's one man that wants to be healed. In Matthew, it says it's two men who want to be healed. That's the easier discrepancy, so-called discrepancy. Let's first talk about this reconciliation of whether he's leaving, approaching, departing. The original word used in Luke can be translated as approach, but it also can just mean being near a place. So that's very helpful. Unfortunately, there is another wrinkle regarding Luke. This one is a little more problematic. It's in Luke 19.1. It says, and Jesus entered and passed through Jericho, but supposedly he'd already gone through Jericho. I've looked up some other Christian apologists, and some try to connect it with the account of Zacchaeus. In other words, he's saying Luke is just going on and telling another story about Jesus. He's not concerned about the chronology. Is that possible? Yes, that is possible. I think it's rather weak. Not so weak that I would throw the Bible away and call it an absolute contradiction, but I'd like to come up with something a little better than that. I was thinking I wanted something better than that. So I did some research, and I found something much more interesting. There were two Jerichos in those days. The Jericho that was in ruins, but it had become kind of a fishing village, and then the beautified city that King Herod rebuilt. So Jesus is leaving one Jericho, the old Jericho, approaching the new Jericho, and this miracle may have taken place between the two cities of Jericho. Now, as for this other concern, was it one blind man? Was it two? I know people view this as bad news when the Gospels have varying information, varying details. My friends, it's actually good news. The fact that it's reported differently shows us immediately we're talking about more than one source, more than one eyewitness. I guarantee you, if each of these Gospels, word for word, was the same, what would the accusation from my skeptical friends be then? Oh, these aren't four different eyewitness testimonies or four different sources. It's just one man, but he wrote four different names on them. He wrote Luke, he wrote Matthew, he wrote Mark. It is good news that we see varying accounts, and we allow for varying accounts all the time when we read other ancient history. We see this all the time when there's a traffic accident. That's why policemen want to get as many different eyewitnesses as possible. The people in one car, the people in another car, the guy that was on the street corner watching them. Have you ever been in a situation where somebody says, hey, did you know that Bill and Sue were in a car accident? And you say, no, I didn't know that. Boy, are they okay? Yeah, they're fine. They're fine. It was just a fender bender, but they were in a car accident. Later on that same day, a different friend says, did you know that Bill and Sue and Fred were in a car accident? You say, well, wait a minute. I remember hearing about Bill and Sue. You're telling me Fred was in the car too? Oh yeah, Fred was in the car too. We allow this all the time, but we change the rules for the Bible since it's called the Word of God. And Word of God means message of God. It was written by men, inspired by God. Now, if the account in Luke and the account in Mark said there was only one blind man, absolutely only one blind man, there wasn't another blind man within a mile, Jesus healed just one blind man, then we would have a problem. But they don't say that. Matthew says there were two blind men. Luke and Mark says there was one blind man. Why the difference? Probably because the one blind man, and remember, Mark actually gives his name and says he was the son of Timaeus. That word meant honor. A very 
honorable, noble, some leader in the community that they probably all knew of, possibly because it was his son that got healed that made the bigger news. And the fact that another guy got healed wasn't even mentioned in some of the accounts. Luke, of course, was not an eyewitness anyway. He's interviewing different eyewitnesses. So it's not really the problem we make it out to be. My friends, the Bible has been around a long time. All we have to do is study a little bit of the context, including the historical context, the cultural context, and these so-called contradictions work themselves out. This is Bob Siegel making the obvious obvious.